0: Running, we're doing it. I'm not even going to give you time to to get prepared. Boo Rude's in the house. We haven't done this in a while. We got the YouTube going. We're back, baby. We are back. We're what is this? Today is Friday, December thirtieth.
1: I got the. I'm touching the Kansas. You're touching basketball. the Kansas ball. You got it all. You got it all. The
0: video is back, folks. The, YouTube is back. We're back. We're back, and we're 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 doing it. We got a lot to get to. Some of the stuff is like uh, things that there's some news things in the Husker football world that. We haven't, you and I haven't really had an opportunity to sit and discuss. Yes. And yes. we're going to get into that. So we're heavy Husker football um, on a variety of things. We said when we did our signing day pod, as I poured my raspberry bubbly, uh, I was going to leave some meat on the bone. Well, this is the rest of the, the, the meat on the bone. Um, I, can we get right into the big thing that I've just been dying to talk to you about? Yes. Yes, absolutely. The fact that Matt Rule kept Donovan Rayola. We, we touched on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me lay out some things and then we'll we'll unpack it. So Matt Rule was asked in his press conference kind of about keeping Donovan Riola. And he said he was apparently Donovan Rayola was, was trained by Harry Highstand, who's just I don't know, we could
1: <laughs> Harry and the Henderson's.
0: Harry Highstand. So it's apparently it's, that's the same system that Matt Rule was trained in. So which I understand there's there's probably like terminology how they teach things, whatever. Said he wanted that to be the system he ran in Nebraska. So that was something that was compatible. And he also said he liked Donovan's vibe and energy, and it was a natural fit. Yes. I guess we'll stop there for a second. That all can be true. You he could have like, oh, yeah. you H- Harry and the Henderson's. You 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 trained with, you Harry, trained and with Harry and the
1: Hendersons. I've seen that movie. <laughs> Great movie. I like your vibes.
0: <laughs> so, like, I, he could have liked him, trained with Harry and the Hendersons, but I am of the school of thought that this is one thousand percent about Dylan Raiola. Do you agree with that? That you do you think that keep, Matt Rule keeping Donovan Raiola as the offensive line coach is all in an effort to land Dylan Raiola? Uh,
1: so I'll, I will start by saying that you know we've I've talked to people about this and I think that's kind of the consensus, mm-hmm. right? Um, the narrative, though, is that Donovan, the Donovan Raiola is wait, it's no, that's right, Dominic, Dominic, Dominic Raiola. God, okay, there's two. So already, we got to get this. Dominic oh, yeah. D- uh, But Dominic it, it was like was not a good coach. Um, no, Donovan,
0: Donovan Raiola, Dominic's gosh, still is, no. I am see. We're gonna get this right. So you're saying Donovan, the the, the coach. narrative, yes, the coach. Donovan yes donovan Rayola yes. is a coach. Was the former player okay. Dom- dominic wilkins I, former player just trying to get, get some sort of stupid wow. connection sorry
1: right. yeah my brain just flipped those two around uh but that he was not a good coach right really right?
0: donovan was the coach dominic wilkins was the player dylan Don- and dylan is the neighbor next door <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, yes okay keep going on donovan Rayola. the narrative donovan Rayola. yes
1: uh but that he's not a good coach because the obviously the line didn't play well. Right. Um, I think he actually is a good coach, but let's here's where we have to be real. Like I think he is a good coach. Um, his line didn't have a great year. Right. Right. Matt Rule likes the system. Maybe he recognizes this guy it might be a good coach. Vibes, all right. But like, if your nephew is not Dylan Raiola, if Dylan is the kid next door that works at Burger King who's got acne. <laughs> <in> his, <laughs> Just trying to make the chess team or something, you know, like, right, what are the odds he he gets kept? The only coach that gets kept, right, Right. where you know, Sean Beckton's had a lot of success recruiting and things, but like Sean Beckton, Sean Beckton's nephew was the number one quarterback in the country. Does Sean Beckton keep his job? Yes, I think that's the part where you go, would he have kept Donovan? Yes, um. There's a maybe, at best fifty percent, maybe less, maybe Uh, it's twenty five, maybe it's twenty five, maybe it's less. But if your nephew is the number one quarterback in the country, right? Who would maybe come here because you're here, and you're a pretty good coach. That is, that's the part where it, it might be even. That might not be fair to Donovan, but.
0: Well, you can make the case. I think it was Schick made the point when I was talking to him. He was like, let's be honest, two coaches have now hired Donovan Riola in probably efforts to have a good opportunity to land Dylan Raiola with Frost. Yeah. And now Matt Rule. Where, like, I think it's one of those things. This is a classic scenario where, like, multiple things can be true at the same time. It doesn't have to be all this and all that. Like, I think, let's stick with Donovan for a second. Like, because Rule even said, he, he said that he's. I thought it was interesting in his press conference. He was like, listen, there's a narrative around here that the offensive line was the problem. And he was like, I don't agree with that. And he went into the whole thing of like, you have to have an identity where like, are we going to throw it? Are we going to run it? And when when that's the case, you put your O-line in a tough spot. Um, You know, he even referenced the fact that he made Marcus Satterfield when he came to Carolina go coach the offensive lineman because that gives you a better understanding of how to call plays. But in defense, like if you're building a defense, if we are Saul Goodmaning after we we just defended A. Irving and then in walks Donovan Raiola into into the Albuquerque Albuquerque New Mexico you know court. Yeah, you could build a compelling case. And be like here's the thing: last year Cam Jergens left. Didn't I don't know if people necessarily anticipated that Cam Jergens left. Uh, Noelle Tess. Positive for whatever, some yeah. drug test failed. He's out for the year. He was going to be a starter. Teddy Peno ass down, came back, could not pin anybody's ass down. Yeah. and gets hurt. And there might have even been one more injury that I'm I'm forgetting. But that's th- those are significant. Those are at least three starters that they lost. Then also, your head coach gets fired three games in, so there's a lot of chaos. All of a sudden, Mickey's the head coach. Whipple's now fully in charge. Wh- whip Whip wants to whip that thing around. Like there's a bunch of different things like that. So like, you could make the case that all those things worked totally against Donovan Iowa.
1: Yes, and Don- I mean, and, and you know, let's. I'll give Donovan this too. Is uh, you know, Mickey was probably going to get retained too. So, you know, he was trying to retain – but it's also like I don't think Donovan really was pulling recruits at the time. You no, know? So, I've heard from
0: a lot of people that he doesn't have – it was Mike Schaefer at 24-7 Sports Covers Recruiting said it's not like Donovan has an unbelievable track record even in a short period of time of being an amazing recruiter.
1: Yeah, so like th- that's the part where you kind of go like, look, like it's pretty obvious and, you know, and, and this is where you, you brought up a rule was saying about the offensive line. Um, I think that's Rule being smart. You know what Rule's doing there? Is he saying he knows better than like throwing the offensive line and the old staff on the bus and and telling these players to hit the bricks? Because you know what? He needs some of these guys to do yeah, better and boy, play well for him. So do you know what his philosophy there is? Going, I don't think it's the these old lines right, are bad. Right. You know what he's saying? He's he's trying to reach out to the guys. That are still in this team and say, right. "Don't go in the portal." I actually need some of you, especially those O linemen going into the portal. Be a disaster. That is Cochran, uh, yes. Noelle. He needs those guys. Yes, he needs those guys back. So by him saying that, I don't think he's pretending that like he saw something that the rest of us missed. Like they played bad last year. Yes, they, they were, were bad. not a good offensive line. Yes. Right, but he's very smart in the sense that he's not trying to throw his offensive line under the bus right now because he needs those guys right we need some of those guys to so
0: there could be yes right you're right
1: you I, know what i'm saying like, yes he, like what he's saying is more uh not necessarily like
0: reality it's more like
1: he's trying to recruit his own guys.
0: sure so there there is that like you who knows you do fire you don't retain donovan raiola maybe a lot of those guys leave and now you're in a it's one thing to go into the portal and go find a handful of receivers yeah, You can go do that. What do we talk about all the time? Our pizza dough topping thing. Like, it's hard to go into the portal and field an offensive line that's going to go be serviceable. So he probably knew that as well. Yeah, you don't mess with the big guys. I think that's no. probably, like,
1: even, as much as it's true that they weren't good, it's also true that, like, it's hard to get any big guys. So, like, the the decent ones you got, you better, especially the younger ones, you right. know. Cochran and, and Teddy P still like those guys. you really, yeah, you need those two guys big time.
0: Oh, for sure. And yeah, I know we'll talk about it in a little bit. Like the, the D line has had a mass exodus yes. that we'll get into as well. So, um, but at the end of the day, and I'm not like, if you're looking at this, the only compel, it's like, okay, here's Donovan Rayola. He's got one year of being a position coach experience in college. That one year his offensive line performed poorly, regardless of whose fault it is. Yeah. It performed poorly. He's not known or has a reputation of being this dynamic, amazing recruiter. So
1: and he doesn't have a huge coaching resume. No, he's, he's, a, he's got a
0: his resume's very consistent
1: very- coach in the NFL. Like it's he's bad. never been like the guy at a school or a you know an NFL team for multiple years. Like his resume is small, so you look at all that.
0: That does not sound like a guy that you want to keep, except when his nephew is the number one player in the country. Yeah, and not only is he the number one. It's be I mean, one thing if his number is. D- Dylan riola was the number one player in the country, and he was a he was a an outside linebacker yeah. or a safety. You go, okay, I mean, you can, but when he's all, he's a quarterback. And it's a, it's a change your program position. Yes, beginning. it is. And so, and I don't, I the fact that he retains Donovan Raiola and just a few days later, Dylan Raiola decommits from Ohio State. And then Matt Rule, right after that news, he tweeted the gif of the undertaker Waking back up in the ring,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and he tried to say it didn't have anything to do with that, but like we all know that. I mean, the Undertaker came back, yeah. You know, and so it's that, that's like, hey, Nebraska's back. What an amazing! I mean, is this amazing? Paul, his associate was Paul Bearer, right?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and they came with the urn, right? You know, the urn, he was just very. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: so
1: good. We we ate it up though. We ate oh, up. it. That was great. Oh.
0: What was this finishing move? The Undertaker, Tombstone. Oh, that's a yeah. <laughs> Tombstone pile driver. God, By the way, remember when you powerbombed your nephew? Oh, I know. Yeah. Bro was probably like, he was, he was the perfect size. He was like four. When we were probably ten, he was four. <laughs> and so he was the perfect size that like you could actually like we we had power so many pillows. That all of a sudden it was like, oh my god! Here's a little person <laughs> who wanted to play. <laughs> who wanted to play, and we're like, you want to get <laughs> you power bombed him in the basement? You never did. <laughs> <laughs> I think I knew better than that. But uh, Okay, so it's yeah. he tw- he the Undertaker game. But like, I
1: guess for me, you can
0: say no, all you on want. Like a
1: hard floor, like on the pillows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you didn't
0: like. We didn't go out and, like, the concrete. You power bombed. Uh, it was like on the pillows. Yeah. But nevertheless, like it was like a legitimate power bomb. It was a real power bomb. Oh, a yeah, power bombed him. I mean, it was the one of those things. As a kid, you've waited. I mean, you sit there and you you waiting for the day. At ten, you can't pick anybody up and do that. You know, like it's too hard to do probably each other at that time. Yeah, we couldn't. I mean, it's too weak. Yeah, way too weak to get someone. I mean, that's hard. You. I mean, that's like a hang clean into like a press and a sl- med ball slam. You know, pretty good. It is pretty good. Uh, good move. <laughs> it is. It's a great move. I mean, what a great move. Um. I think this is all about Dylan Riola. And I wonder, I would love to have been a fly on the wall. What were the conversations like when well, Rule sat down with Donovan? Yeah,
1: because here, here's the part that I find interesting about it, right? If you're Rule and Riola, it's, it's not that uh, it's a bad thing if, like, oh, uh, you know, like we'll keep you, you know, because your nephew wants to come where you're at, he yeah. wants to come to Nebraska if you're here. Great. That's, I'm happy at that. What's odd is if it's like, hey, I'm Donovan Raiola, and my nephew might come if you keep me, but maybe you won't. Like, what, what's right. that game like? To me, it doesn't great make point. sense. Of like, really if he's that. not coming, it's like, what's the selling point then if you can't guarantee he's
0: coming? That's a great point. I guess I never looked at it that way of like truly – and maybe this is why, in my mind, I think it's an inevitability. Like, I think it is, like, it might happen. No, I think it is happening. Yeah. Because to your point, I don't know how you, if your rule, you probably sat across the table from Donovan and said, if you can guarantee me Dylan's coming, you're staying. Yeah. If, if it's maybe, I mean, if your rule, yeah. Because your O-line hire is a huge hire. Yeah. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go onto Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. You don't want to mess that up and just for the chance that you might land Dylan. So I'm with you. like. But see, how do you
1: negotiate? Like, how is I don't that know. even? Because that's like probably like a tampering thing. Like, you can't do that in recruiting. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know how.
0: I know. But,
1: mm. but it's also like it's a touchy subject because I'm guessing they, without saying it, they had to say it, right? Yes. Because you can't, Matt Rule can't ask that and Donovan can't say that. Probably. And
0: Donovan can't guarantee. I mean, it's like Donovan's not Dylan. Yeah. And you Dylan,
1: Dylan probably has to be the one saying, like, like, Somewhere, something along the lines of like, I want to come to Nebraska, but I just want it to feel like home right. and I, I just want to make sure you, someone's looking out for me, you know, wink, wink, you know, yes. like, and I don't know that they can actually be like, I need you to hire my uncle. I need you to, you know,
0: like, I don't know if it can be said like that. I don't know either. I just, and I'm I, guessing that rule didn't lay it out like yeah, that. In, that. in that black and white of terms, but I think we all know that it's probably that. Everything it is, is insinuated. Yes, with it that.
1: is insinuated. It's got to be.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I think so. Do you like right now, we're in Vegas. If I could bet a lot of money on, like, I think it's a certainty that Dylan's coming. I bet you. I would say it's 80%. I think it's more.
1: I don't it. think. I mean, that's, it could be more. But man, it's like, it's also interesting. He, okay, then let's think about this. Like, he didn't. He was not committed before Matt Rule. Right. So what does it say?
0: Well, no, he was committed. You're, you're saying he wasn't committed to Nebraska. Correct. Maybe he wasn't
1: willing to come to Nebraska unless it's Matt Rule and his uncle. Because it was his uncle and Scott Frost he wasn't willing to commit.
0: Right. And maybe there was maybe there was something about Frost that he didn't like. That's the part that's kind of interesting. There's something about Frost he didn't like. And there maybe was, maybe that, he, here's, here's what is, Recruiting just repellent, yeah, is a situation where a coaching situation is unstable. True, that's true. Where he's looking, if you're Dylan, you go, Man, I go there and frost is fire. Who am I getting? Who am I getting all that stuff? So, I think it was a combination of a bunch of those things, but just the fact that it is. He was committed to Ohio State, and that makes sense. I mean, Ohio State has basically Ohio State's become wide receiver you. Yeah. Like you are gonna have the best wide receivers in the country. Always good alignment. Always good alignment. Like it's it's quarterback paradise in some ways. The fact that Donovan gets kept, and then a few days later he decommits from Ohio State. I mean, like not and if so we're close. detectives, we're like, no, what could this mean? Do we have a warrant? Like, there's enough for a warrant.
1: It's basically like there's like a dead body in the floor. There's like a guy holding a, a knife and he's like, and I'm like, okay, let's think about this. I don't know that he killed that guy. Have you been here all night? Like, yes, I have. Been okay, hold, on, I mean, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I still don't know if he killed that guy. Yes, that's what it is, though. Are you related to the person? Yes, he's my
0: father and I hate him. Okay, okay. Huh? That's uh, what it is, though. Yeah. It's guy, knife, dead body. He hates the guy that is wing he head. But we cannot officially yes, a charge him. Charge him, him right. <laughs> We could be suspicious. So we I'm have very, our suspicions. I'm we're very thinking suspicious. Thinking about getting a warrant. I'm very suspicious. I if I there would be a warrant for the arrest of Dylan Rayola in Nebraska. If I were the chief of, if I were Chief Wigum, there would be a yeah, yeah, get, get him, boys. Go get Dylan, boys. That's what would happen. Oh, chief, I'll get the <laughs> um, Okay, with Dylan, I guess then the question becomes: like, let's put ourselves in Matt Rule's position. Is it worth keeping a potential? Ne- O line coach, if you can land the number one player in the country, the number one quarterback in the country, it's a fascinating, fascinating.
1: Yeah, but see, I, I, that's why I, I don't think it's fair to call him. Yeah, I think like he's, uh, he's a, Look pretty you, good Donovan,
0: coach. you're a DD, you're, you're Donovan defender. I am a Donovan defender. <laughs> you like them double Bs, boy. You would know you're, a, you're and Donovan defender.
1: Uh, so I, that's where I, like, I don't think he's a, I think that's the, the wrong. The right narrative is that he probably was because of his nephew. The wrong narrative is that he's a terrible coach. I, I don't think he's a bad coach. I think okay. he might be a good coach. Yeah, I guess I don't. Yeah, I think his, that's probably fair. I think I'm, his, probably, I, I'm just telling you, I watched a couple of those a couple of those interior linemen and, and tackles we had have just
0: been... With, with McGee. With McGee. Standstill Jones. Stand <laughs> <still> Jones. <laughs> Frankie Falster. Frankie Falster, yeah. yeah. So, I
1: mean, we, we just have had we've had some guys that just haven't been great performers. I, I think the coach has to take some blame for that for sure. But I don't think it's fair to call him like a terrible coach. These are not all his recruits. I'm okay. Like, I'll you know, yeah. like,
0: okay. Let me, let me try to rephrase it. Cause there you, in a court of law, you just said objection, what would it Hearsay or that's his yeah. objection. Okay. Let me rephrase it. Is it worth keeping an offensive line coach that you have no connection with that has no, Unproven, fun, a very unproven. He's That's got fair. one year as a position coach. Is it worth keeping that guy if it can land you the number one recruit in the country, the number one quarterback in the country? My answer is yes. That's my, my answer. My answer is yes. If if you can get him, uh,
1: yes. Right. Like I'm, I'm just because if you get the number one quarterback in the country, there's a chance he's the next Mahomes or. Peyton, or you right. know, usually that's the case. Like yeah,
0: he's an ex Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Yeah, there, there's a Tua. chance there. Like, yeah, these these. You know. Now, I, I was you know I was looking through. There's also a lot of like, there's been a lot of five star, sure. top quarterbacks that have, you know, not panned out to be much. You know, um, but there also have been the two of Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, those kinds of guys. Oh uh, boy, remember right now, Bryce Young. Yeah. Like, uh, but but see, I think. The, the risk-reward of it is probably there's
1: more reward. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The risk is like your, your O-line play is not as good as it could be. The reward is you get a program-changing quarterback who sets your program on a trajectory that you could never have got to, whether your O-line play was great or crappy
2: before. Well,
0: you know? And, and landing, a, landing the number one quarterback in the country, Is going to attract other top level recruits, so that's That's the other thing that it does. And I think so. Not only would you land other potential five star wide receivers, but I think you could land top linemen. You want to go play like you as a as a recruit. You want to go play with the best quarterback in the country. Just understanding the importance of that position. So you might end up getting better O line because Dylan Raiola, the number one recruit, is there. My analogy in my pod a couple a couple pods ago was like, you know, I got to assume I'd love to know how it works in Hollywood. Like when you land a certain actor that gets other actors on board
1: for sure, you yeah. know, you, like if, if you hear T. Cruz or DiCaprio or Brad Pitt in a movie, everybody's lining up to just jump
0: on, right? Because I want like for uh, w- one of my underrated Hanks films is catch me if you can. I love that movie. Yeah. I mean, when you hear that. Frank Abagnale is going to be played by Leo, maybe then Hanks is like, well, I'll go, I'm in there. Or or even here, it's like it's a Spielberg movie, right? right. That's type of thing. Like,
1: I'm in. It doesn't even matter yes. what it is, I'm in. That's where like that's where these like coaches, head coaches, and quarterbacks are play the two position, two people that you like. It, if it's a certain caliber there, they will attract. Talent.
0: Yes. Yes. So I think it's worth it. I think it's a fascinating scenario to watch. I am of the school of thought that I would put it more than eighty percent. I think it's in the nineties percent that like Dylan is going to be a Husker. I just it it would be. The question is,
1: how soon will he commit? Because to me, uh, the longer he goes without committing, the the more it's it's going to be a little bit more of a like he'll help Nebraska the earlier he commits for that. For that reason. totally agree. But like, you come like
0: coming, jump in. Because yeah, th- because then you can recruit. Yes. as a recruit, right? I totally agree. So, so what timeline? What what point do we get past? Like, hearing, like, if it gets to July and he hasn't committed, is it if he needs to commit the next month? I mean, I, he need I,
1: to, I, for him to to take it all the way to the fall to the. Fall and stuff like that seems like that seems. I mean, unless he wants to see a year of Matt Rule's team, I mean, maybe he, maybe he's literally just he goes. I need to, I need to see it, before. which I can
0: understand. But at the same time, like if you want to, you're also. If I would also tell Dylan like what we're saying. Like you want to you give yourself the best chance to have the best people around you. Yeah. The sooner you jump in, the sooner yeah. Leo is Frank Abagnale Jr. The sooner you're gonna get other people. The sooner. You know if- funny,
1: it's funny. I went to a game in. uh it's October, maybe or early November, and Dylan and his family were there. Yeah, and I was because I I had passes. Yeah. I would go into the I go. Did in the you see coaches. Dylan? I did. I was in the I was in the uh like the players' lounge yeah. up in the coach's office. I went into my I go to your brother's office. Yeah, I went with I, you. Yeah, and I steal yeah, some of steal those waters of and yeah. and drinks yeah. and I take them back out. It's great. Uh, can't do <laughs> yeah. that anymore. Right. Unfortunately, it sucks. But I went in the players' lounge to get. A coffee because they have coffee in there. They yeah. Coffee. So I was getting a coffee to go, and Dylan was in there. I was like, I oh, go. I thought he committed to Ohio State. Like, what's he doing in here? Right. And I thought, oh, he's just using another official visit, maybe just uh see his uncle and visit and get a, a game. I was like thinking about that because I w- I had no concept was, of. Isn't, isn't there
0: another younger riola There was that, another younger that was one that, that was maybe taken a like unofficial or something like that. What? How did Dylan look? I mean, he's a pretty big kid, but he's like wearing sweats and those. I said, was he tall? I guess I'm not even sure what his measure. I think he's was. about six three.
1: Because, yeah, I mean, they're, they're big bone kids, you know. Like, they're the Riolos are are you know dominant. Six three, two twenty. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a big kid. He's he's not like six five, but he's like 6'3". 6'3", two twenty is pretty big. Yeah, but yeah, I was just like, I, I remember at the moment, I kind of just like, was like. I didn't. I didn't put two of them together. Like I never thought he was coming here. No,
2: because he was
1: at that point he was at Ohio State. He was man. Ohio State, yeah. but the yeah. fact that he came back yeah, means I, mean, I think that whether that it was Matt Rule or Mickey Joseph, you want to take another peek at it. I think there was something there to the new to
0: Donovan and a new staff. Right. I think there was something there. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I mean, think if you've. You want to see the campus and see things as much as you can.
1: Yeah. So that's a, I mean, that's a big, a big time to come back again. Cause I mean, you know, he was still in football season, I think at the time. Yes. So that was a big, that was a yeah, big tell that I missed. And I saw the guy in person. I was like, ah, that's nothing. Right. <laughs> I literally thought, ah, that's
0: nothing. See, that, okay. So I should have asked him. I yeah, by you me coming? To like, hey, Dylan, you coming here? Dylan, you coming? So, okay. There you go. I wanted to talk. I've been like wanting to talk to you about that for like a, a while now. The other thing I wanted—I just got a bunch of Husker stuff I'm throwing at you. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but we got to expand on it. Casey Thompson is officially staying. Yep. He had shoulder surgery. He, the way I understand it, he's not going to be ready for spring football. Creates an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Um, I think it's challenging when you, when a new staff takes over and you're not ready for the spring, but at the same time, like. Adrian Martinez had surgery, and he went to a new system in Manhattan for Kansas State and didn't play in the spring, but he started. Yep. Uh, I think it's huge that Casey Thompson is back. Um, I've said this before. I've fallen in love with the new thing one too many times and assuming that the new quarterback and the new stuff is going to be better. And I, I'm not falling for that again. Jeff Sims might be good. Uh, I have seen Casey Thompson do it. I think Casey Thompson is good enough. Do you? I think Casey Thompson will be the day one starter when they play at Minnesota to start the year. I think he's a starter. I guess two parts. What do you think about Casey Stane? Do you think he's the day one starter?
1: Uh, love that Casey staying. That's I mean, like I said I'm a big fan of him. Uh, this sh- shoulder surgery. It's his left shoulder, um, I believe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's left. And you know, like I said, that that's the you know, the recovery's shoulders, it, it kind of, it'll slow you down. I, I think he'll be ready. Uh, I don't think a new system will bother him. He's, he's a veteran. He's old. Older guys can pick it up faster. Yeah. Just how it is. I, I know it's like, it's going to be a lot, but he's going to get some reps over the summer. It's, you know, so he'll be a little rusty. Uh, by fall camp, he'll get his reps and he should be, he should be ready to go. Because, because he is old enough, he'll be able to handle, digest a new playbook. He's been through it. He's, right. he's had in-game reps. He understands concepts. It will be okay. It won't be too hard for him. So he's been through two or three systems now. Uh, he'll be able to get it. Now, what's interesting is after even our last conversation, this Jeff Sims, um, there's just more coming out about him and Matt Rule. How much Matt Rule really likes it. this guy, one of Matt Rule's former uh, coaches that he coached yep. with, um, you know, recruited and, and Recommended this guy. There's that connection. So Sims's sort of resume now is standing out to Matt Rule apparently as much as anybody. So um I mean, what I mean by that is like, like I think it was it Mitch Sherman thinks thinks that right now Jeff Sims is in the driver's seat to be the guy, right? And I, I was like, oh, that's surprising because Casey. I was like, damn, Casey's been good. So I still think Casey. Right now, to me, is my guy. But it's it's interesting to hear how much they like this this Jeff Sims and how athletic and how um, how much of a talent he, he actually
0: is. So I'm trying to figure out. I agree, by the way. And I uh, rule even dropped a little nugget. We talked about this. How uh, he said NFL people like yeah reach yeah. out. So you know get this kid, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean he he's a specimen. He's a yeah. he, he can run all that stuff. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little, bite-sized, delicious, all-white-meat-chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you, and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. I'm trying to think of the time. So he is, he spent three seasons at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Now, the COVID thing makes it kind of – it's like playing blackjack with an ace comes out. You're like, okay, um, I'm at 15, or what am I at? Yeah. You, know, you like, addition becomes a problem. But with a COVID year – so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how many seasons of eligibility does Jeff Sims have at Nebraska? Because then there's other, to circle back to what we talked about, there's Dylan Riolà waiting in the wing. Yep. And he's a 2024 guy. And if you bring it in, that, he, he's starting. Yep. So,
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Actually, I think that's a I I think most of these kids think they're ready to start. Some are, and
0: some are usually. No, I, I, would, usually I would assume front. the plan... I would think if you're bringing him in, you're assuming he's going to start. You don't know, but I would think you're like, all right, I'm bringing in the number one quarterback in the country. Let's, unless, unless proven otherwise, I'm, I'm thinking he's likely going to have to be the guy.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's. Uh, here's what I think. I think you you plan your future around. Him. I, I think the first four to twelve games, you don't need to rush him out. Sure, right. You got to make sure your line's ready. You're right. You know, or you have the guy that's like, "Hey, we're going to start the older guy for the first part of the year and see how he does. Get right. you really ready because that's kind of how you know, Yeah, you get him ready to succeed. You know, and right. then it's like if, if it becomes really obvious, hey, this guy's just better. Then you work, you, you make it happen eventually. But no, but I don't think you rush the young kids. I think I'm a believer in like,
0: man. I know. I I am too. Usually, I'm just saying like these guys anymore like.
1: I mean, it's but you can I don't know if you can guarantee anybody. Like even the number one quarterback, you can say you can say pretty much like, look, I think you're going to play, right? But like if you are not better than sure. than the veteran quarterback, like a Casey Thompson versus a true freshman superstar, it's in a year the superstar will be better than him, right? But Casey, like the veteran guys in the first six games of a year. I think there is something about that, like a, a brand new, you know de- Oh, yeah, for the brand sure. new beer trying to walk. Yeah it's still, it's still tricky being a true freshman, making that transition from high school to college it goes right. Through, it is fast, man. So there's few and far between that have been able to walk in as a true freshman and play
0: the first game. Right. I, I guess the good thing about Sims is that he's not like a freshman, where if he's the starter. Then Dylan goes. Well, wait a minute. No, You're, no, no. you know. So I, I think I think that the timeline could could work out okay. Whether Casey's the starter or Jeff Stims is the starter for a no. Dylan Riola to come in. Three. He's, he's played three, three years. years. So he's either got. My guess is he's got two more years of eligibility. Two more, if he wants to take his COVID redshirt year, uh, redshirt. So.
1: Which at this point, like, gosh, it just that makes everything so crazy. These guys I are playing remember. like I mean, it's like Martin, good
0: for them, but it's also like I think a lot of people would be like happy when that stuff's like the COVID red shirt. It's just I it's a kind of messed up the numbers on things for people. Yeah, but uh, you know, because Charles Thompson, Casey's dad was quoted as saying, like, you know, basically his quote was something like, "like we we ain't we're coming back, but we ain't sitting, we're starting it's so good." And, though. and that's that's competition, right. man. That means the quarterback. Get between
1: Casey Thompson, Jeff Sins is going to be the guy that's playing good football. Right. You know, that's good. We, we need more. Nick, we haven't had that around here in a long time. Right. I mean, we kind of had the McCaffrey Martinez thing for a year, but I mean, it's been like Luke McCaffrey went and was a receiver at Rice. Yeah. And that's a receiver. The receiver, we had to have a receiver give us competition. Right. Right. Well, like, I'm trying to think, I mean, besides that, I mean, Tommy Armstrong, I don't remember him having much competition. No. Uh, it's been a problem. It's been a problem. I mean, Tanner Lee, Tanner Lee had no competition. Martinez, Martinez walked in, Martinez
0: walked in, had him in Jebbia and then Jebbia, Jebbia, Jebbia. Jebbia leaves. But then Martinez basically had no real competition for years. Yeah. So
1: I'd say the Martinez Jebia was the best
0: competition. Yeah. Right? Other than that, it's been, but then we lost Jebbia and they lose Jebbia. So, I, but I think it's a great thing that Casey Thompson's going to back.
1: I the think it's great. a great thing. I think it's a great thing. Casey comes come back, and I think it's a great thing we got this Jeff Sims because you know what we found out you always need two
0: quarterbacks.
2: Oh
1: yeah, got to have two,
0: right? And so now to be interesting, what happens with those other? You know, with Chuba, Smothers, Harburg, Richard Torres, like that's a lot. Are they going to have six scholarship quarterbacks? You know, that's right.
1: there'll be there's I mean, going to be some some dudes bouncing. I mean, between I got to think between Harburg and Torres. <sighs> Smothers might just be in. He might just be like, "I'm in. The, I'm in for the long haul here."
0: Right. But Chuba to me is the guy that's like, he's kind of the odd man out, right? Now. The thing that's weird is, I, I don't know how this works anymore. Now it's like because he already transferred. Like, because it started as out. like the one year, the one time transfer rule, but so many times you see guys leave multiple times and they're eligible right away. But can
1: he do it as his coach?
0: I think when a coach leaves, he that opens do the door.
1: So I think he. I think he has. Maybe he didn't take his because Frost was technically
0: fired. I would think. Like, don't he you could, have a
1: certain window from when your coach is fired to enter the portal? I thought so, and that's why that Isaiah Garcia Castaneda left. Yeah, so I think it's like a maybe like a forty or forty day window to from preserve when, the eligibility. Yeah, so, so, know, maybe, so, so Chubba was going to get to play, so Chubba stuck around. So Chubba
0: could be st- stuck. it's not the right way to put it, but Chubba could kind of be stuck here unless he wants unless to he out. wants to go sit out of you. It sucks, you know. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see that quarterback situation and that quarterback room is crowded. Um, but I love, I like the picture of Casey and Jeff Sims. Mm-hmm. And then again, I think Royal is going to be in that room at, in a couple of years. Uh, I want to talk a couple of, of the staff okay. for a second. Tony White is the defensive coordinator. Yep. Came from Syracuse. Now, when you initially see the news, and you see that he runs a 3-3-5. You go, oh my God. Ugh. Mm-hmm. 3-3-5 against Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Like, oh my God. But Rule in his press conference basically said, listen, we're we're not necessarily going to run the three three five. Like, we're going to run what fits. Uh, and referenced, I think he ran 4-3 at Temple or 3-4 at yeah. Carolina. Like, he's done a little bit of everything. Now, you look at, like, actually some of Tony White's, like, it was, the, this, is, this is, Huskerville put this out. Let me read some stuff on Tony White. He was uh, the nation's most improved defense. In 2021, Syracuse moved up 93 spots in total defensive rankings when White took over. They ranked seventh nationally in defensive touchdowns in 2020 at Syracuse. They, were, they ranked top five nationally in interceptions of two of his final three years as cornerbacks coach when he was at San Diego State. Uh, he was top ten nationally in defensive touchdowns in two of his three years at Syracuse. Um he in Syracuse, they ranked like nineteenth nationally in total defense in twenty twenty one. So like he he's another younger guy that hasn't been in it too terribly long, but he's got a, a relatively impressive resume for a yeah. short period of time. What I mean the three three five, can you I, I mean I get it. People like you can't help but picture three three five and your picture like three down linemen and then like five yards off the ball, five people. It's not going to be like that, but no. can you? Can you? What can a three three five work in the Big Ten? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it can. I also don't think it has to be only. that. You know what right. I mean? Like, um, I think some people get too too caught up in like this is o- the only thing we can do every play. Like, you can run a three three five. Some downs a four three some downs nickel some you're going to be doing lots of things anyway, Um, so maybe they're going to run no three three five, but maybe they're going to have some of it, and that's fine. I think it's just the concept is there's a little bit more movement, um, than a typical like a typical three four right right. It just creates a little bit more movement with your lineman I think versus true like, you know. Plugging up like two gappings sometimes where right. the three four uh, would be. So I just I, from what I understand is more movement uh, kind of causes chaos a little bit, and that's what people like about it. Um, but I, I got no problem with a three three. Four. I don't really don't have a problem with schemes necessarily. I think you just got to be able to have the players that can
0: run your scheme. right. I think so, Danny Woodhead even said that he goes people get way too caught up in scheme.
1: Yeah, don't worry about it's- scheme. It, it's it's not as, quite as important as scheme as long as like what they're teaching they're good at teaching it right and they got players that can fit it right. i think rule once again has done a good job saying like it's not about students it's about players
0: will fit the scheme to the players. it's about players and it's about the ability to fit your you know fit those players into whatever system it works best for for them yeah. and, he, and he also referenced that, that he likes tony white because he's creative yeah um do you like do how do you feel about i, I think here's the Real quick, I think a lot of people, when they heard there was, like, what was it going to be, a $7 million pool for assistant coaches? I think a lot of people in their head thought it was going to be, like, you know, the 1992 dream team of, like, coaches, you know? I mean, it was yeah. going to be just these well-known, uh, proven coordinators, position coaches, and it's not really been
1: like that. Yeah, this is the only guy that's probably outside of the rule, like, close inner circle. Um, but, you know, I think he's an up and coming name. He really is, you know, he's coached for a while. So he's, he's not like, uh, he's not a newbie, but he's been a coordinator and in an interim. So he's been a, uh, a passing game coordinator, deep interim defense coordinator, defensive coordinator, you know, so like he's done this now for a few years at the yes. coordinator level. Right. But he's been a coach for, you know let's see, so 16 years almost, right? So he's been a coach for 16 years. He's done the college game for a while. So he's not new to coaching, but he's gotten his feet wet as a coordinator. So he's not a first-time coordinator. So we're not hiring necessarily a veteran coordinator. We're hiring more of an up-and-coming coordinator. And this is the first guy outside of Matt Rule's, like, closer inner
0: circle. Yes. I, I think one of the, to jump, I had to, because we'll talk at Satterfield here in a second, but like I am a little. The only thing, if I had to poke holes, and I'll poke a hole at something here in a second, but like I, I am. If there's one thing I wanted to see with this staff, it was Big Ten experience. Mm-hmm. I think that I, I do think this league. Now you could say, well, it's Donovan Rolla. He's got a year. He played in the Big Ten. What I mean, he's I, new to the Big. Ten, he's new yeah. to the Big Ten too. In all reality, I do. I. I do wish there was someone that has been in the conference recently on this staff, because I think that hurt Frost. Yeah. I think I think they came into this thing, and been, the Big Ten is probably the most unique league. I think it's SEC, Big Ten are the two best leagues. I think SEC's got the best talent. I think Big Ten's got the best coaching. And the Big Ten has just got so many teams that are just, Different that it's ball control, run it. You you understand all that. I wish there was somebody, and I was kind of hoping that somebody was going to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. So initially, I was like a little disappointed with the hire. Uh, the more you read about it, the more you you kind of digest it. It's not I'm I'm not as disappointed, but I was hoping there'd be some Big Ten experience on the staff.
1: Yeah, that would help. I think it would help. You know, he, he's a he's more of a West Coast guy. I mean, if you look at his he's, he's UCLA grad he's uh you know san diego state arizona state he's a west coast guy so i mean maybe that'll help us recruit a little bit out there uh recruit arizona a little bit that's that's great california arizona um but he doesn't really fit into like big 10 recruiting great texas recruiting kind of what we've been talking about um you know he's not a he's not a veteran he's not doesn't have the big 10 experience so not like all home runs and and those sort of like Checking that box on those checks. Yeah. But like in the end, if you get a really good coach, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you, if you, you know what league you're from, but you know, if you get an average coach, the other stuff helps more. Yes. And so yeah. it, it, we'll find out is he that good or is he average? Because if he's average and doesn't know the big 10 and can't recruit the big 10, uh, then it hurts us right a little bit more than it probably should. So, we're nitpicking here, but like, yeah, I just, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not anti. I just I was, think that's fair though. Because I mean, I, we, we were like when we examined the Frost era, we examined a lot of that. Like, they yeah. kind of didn't know what
0: they were getting into. Uh, you find it your your staff matters a ton, and and you don't know what you're getting into. There's just this Big Ten world is different. I think Frost even said as much. You heard Mickey numerous times in his press conferences this year be like, man, this league is different.
1: It is, this league
0: is different, man. Mm-hmm. It's different. Uh Marcus Satterfield, offensive coordinator. He's with Rule at Temple Bar- Baylor and then with at Carolina. He was most recently the offensive coordinator at South Carolina. This year, South Carolina went like eight and four. Most notably, they in the last two weeks of the season, they beat Clemson and Tennessee. They beat Tennessee 63 to 38 and then beat Clemson 31 to 30. So the offense had a lot of success against two of the ten best teams in the country. Yeah. Um it does seem like he wants to throw it around a little bit. He did have Spencer Rattler this year. Uh, he, he's a guy that will run the quarterback. Uh, Rattler had 66 carries, which isn't a ton. To put it in perspective, Martinez carried it, I think, 144 times his yeah. last year at Nebraska. And Casey Thompson carried it 50-some times this year. So not a ton, but he will, there will be some QB run game. Another guy I don't have a great, feel for i don't know i mean i think i was hoping for you know a, when you're open to god country option jeff munkin anything uh, I'm, like i'm a guy that i'm more prone to want to get under center and run the ball yeah so i'm just gonna i'm gonna or not as an under center, center just i want to run the ball you know minnesota's out of the gun but they run the ball uh how do you feel about satterfield uh
1: i feel okay about him here and here's why i feel like I feel like this is the most like extension of Matt rule hire. Right. He hired this guy who's been with him before multiple places. Uh, it's one of his guys. Matt rule knows everything he's getting with this guy. There's no like yeah whip frosting where they're like, we're trying to figure each other out here. Right. Like I want to do this. you want to do this. Like there, there was a budding of the head, mm-hmm. budding of philosophy. There's no budding of philosophy. This is a Matt rule. Extension. Yes, it's not really like an independent coach, like Tony. Tony, Tony White, White be a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. This yeah. is what I do. Let me do my thing. Right. Okay. I'll mold it a little bit more. What you, how you'd want it. But no, you're right. Be, though there's gonna right. be more molding with Tony White. This is Matt Rule. I think. Yeah. In my opinion, this is just Matt Rule hiring one of his guys to do what Matt Rule wants. So I feel okay about it because it, Matt Rule knows exactly what he's getting. So this is more of a you just have faith in that rule
0: and Marcus Ashfield will be fine. That, I agree. I have nothing to add to that. That's perfectly put. Cause I, I would say that's the best way to probably put it. I'm not like jumping for joy, but I think, uh, I think the way you kind of laid it out is, is good. All the other position coaches, you know, Rule even said in his press conference that he's not going to hire a rock star staff and that, you know, he likes young. They're all guys that seem young. They're energetic. Um, I got no real hard opinion on any of these guys one way or the other. There are a lot of guys that have played for him or coaches. Like it's, a, it, it's a Matt Rule set. I mean, like, well, And that's the thing, too. I, I talked about this with Schick. One of the biggest silly narratives out there is I hear this from people all the time, like, well, you know, this coach, I just told him to hire all his buddies and all his guys that he knows. It's like, show me a staff where some head coach – Filled all 10 of his assistants with guys that he had never met before, has no connection to, doesn't ever, has never coached them at all. Like we're, we're creating this picture that doesn't exist.
1: No, it's because, like, when you're a coach, that's your life. Other coaches are your life. Right. And the coaches you meet are your life and you, you form connections with. And that's sort of your little world. And there's a lot of like like instant changes of life for you. You're fired. This staff's here. I got a job there. And you got to make big decisions very quick with not a lot of information. And what do you do in those situations? Fall back on what you know. And it's the people you spend time yes. with, all of your time in your life with, which is going to be these like the people the that coaches you, you work us. with. Right. I've watched him coach. He's passed the test. Got it. Or am I going to interview 10 people that I've never met and just hope, hope like, that it's that compatible and it works for sure? Or you call, like, if I'm a coach, if I'm me, and I, I'm hiring people, I'm either hiring you or I'm calling you at some other school and saying, Nick, who do you got that could be my coordinator? And you go, Bo, my yeah. receiver's coach is, uh, I, I would have him be my coordinator if I didn't have a guy. Yeah. And you say, hire him. I'd say, you got it. I trust Nick Ma with my life. I'm hiring the guy Nick Ba tells me to hire.
0: Right. So, so in, in one way or another, you're, it's your circle that's helping. you Either you're hiring within that circle or using the circle to make an outside of the yeah. circle hire. You better believe that to hire Tony White, I guarantee Matt Rule called somebody in his circle. He called Nick Ba and said, and Nick, "said Tony White, Nick, who do, who should hire? He I said, think I hired Tony, Tony White. White. So and that's how it works. So I just, you know, people, like, I just don't like that. It's all his own guy. It's like that. Every staff is that.
1: Yeah, every staff is that. I, I think the only time you you hire bigger name like I always think that it's like there's certain head coaches that sort of like and some of the greatest ones are the ones that can coach all their coaches and coach all the positions then there are other ones that are a little bit more hands-off guys who hire uh people with maybe bigger I mean even I think about 85 bears like Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka two big personalities like you know like that's like a different situation Mo- I think a lot of coaches they want more just their guys. They're not going to be fighting with them. It's going to be more
0: like I think that rules more of a, like he's going to control or, everything. Or or you get to where you, you have such a machine rolling that that Nick Saban can hire like you know he kind of has like a different offensive coordinator, you know, you could hire Lane Kiffin and then Steve Sarkeesian and yeah, then yeah. Bill O'Brien and all this stuff. Like,
1: but he's also, he's got the ability to coach the coaches. Like, yes. He, the best of them can coach the coaches and develop coaches. Uh, he kind of does bring it for cord, Offensive coordinators. He does kind of bring in Offensive
0: coordinators, the main, yeah. the main one that seems to change a lot, but he brings in a very well-known dude. Usually that's, that's
1: the unique thing with Saban, of late, which is interesting, but,
0: but Either, okay, you ready yeah. for my, if I have to be negative for a second, like, yes. You, this, Matt Rule, you got up there and you told me it was all about the trenches. You told me You told me this is what, the, 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 the key here in Lincoln, figuring out how to win here in Lincoln, at Nebraska, is the trenches. It's all about the O-line and D-line. That's what this is going to be all about. And you go out and you retain an offensive line coach who's got one year of college coaching experience, that one year, we've already been over this, regardless of how you want to divvy up the blame pie, it didn't go well. Mm -hmm. He's not known as a great recruiter, but that's your O-line coach. And then your defensive line coach, Terrence Knighton, the guy that played for you, but he's only been a position coach in college for one year, and that was at Wagner. Mm Mm-hmm. He was also an assistant D-line coach at Carolina, but only one year in college as a head D-line coach. So a grand total of two years experience between your O-line and your D-line coach with not a ton of recruiting prowess and the resume is just meh. I would say that's the only thing that I'm like, mm.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of experience there. No. But once again, I think Matt Rule is betting on himself. Right. That his experience is, and I would say he's kind of a rare guy. That he kind of, I think he's coached a line.
0: He's, you know, like. Oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, all. All. He, he's all the whole line. I think Matt Rule is going to be like in that room a lot.
1: Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think you're, it's very fair what you're saying. Like, I don't know that he landed like a big offensive line recruit, or I mean, we did get one guy from Arizona state in the transfer yeah, portal, the which is like, yeah, good, good. That might be a nice addition, right? He's played some football. Uh, and so I think we'll see what happens after like, you know, the, the whole transfer portal thing. Cause that's going to ramp up again in January. Yes. I believe so. Um, we'll yes, see. We'll see what we can, what the off season holds for trying to get more, offensive linemen here, but and defensive linemen. I think that's our two things. They're going to have to keep hitting that portal hard right now um, because, yeah, I mean, the hires have not been, like, sexy hires.
2: No.
0: Um, And I just don't know if some of the hires have totally backed up what he has said. If I'm being, I'm like right now, I'm being like, you know, he's talking about it. this thing is it's about trenches, O-line, D-line. And then he hires a guy that ran the 3-3-5. And again, I'm probably getting too caught up in that. And I realized that he's, he's going to be, he's not necessarily going to run the three three five. But at the end of the day, at Syracuse, he ran the three three five. Now they actually were okay against the run and all that stuff. And then you also then hire, you know, a coordinator that I think seems like he's more wants to spread it out and, and throw it a little bit. So if I have to be negative, I would be a little bit like.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like he's like, I've hired the I formation coach and I've hired the the 20-year offensive line coach
0: and the 20-year defensive line coach and the defensive coordinator that like the one thing that dude's been is rock solid in the trenches against the run, blah, blah, blah. And and I'm nitpicking here, but if I have to, rather than just usually we turn on the mics and we just chug the Kool-Aid, if I have to like throw a little bucket of hot, uh, cold water on everything like that, that was, I'm just going through, I wrote that down in my notes a, like a, a couple of weeks ago of like, just everything that he said. And then I would say his hires have been like, I don't know if the hires fully match that
1: so far. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tony White, Tony White, I would say is like, I'm I'm not upset
0: with the Tony White hire. I, I'm like, yeah, the way you put it, like, it's weird. I'm not, I'm not in love with either hire, but I'm also not anti either hire. Like, especially yeah. the way you put it, like Tony White, okay and then the sadder people the connection with him and rule you you can you can find a way to there's, to, synergy, there. there's synergy he there. knows
1: what he's getting there absolutely and
0: tony white like
1: if he had never been a coordinator before i would have been that would have been trouble like the fact is like he's a guy that we stole away from Syracuse, right like i think they they were they had a nice little turnaround there yes and this is the second time being a coordinator right so he was a, he was a Coordinator Arizona State, um, he was like basically passing game coordinator, and then became the interim defense. So he like he's had experience at two different places. Like I think that's a good like you you just learn so much more if you have to do it in multiple play. You know, so I think that's a good that's good that he has at least. Um, he's got that experience. He's been a rec- like a recruiting coordinator, like even things like that. Like okay, these are good experiences to. Like, have on a resume because it shows, like, okay, I've taken more responsibility, I've done some things, uh, I understand what is involved. This is not my first time, yeah, trying to figure this thing out. I've done it, I've learned the the mistakes, I'll be a little bit better.
0: And then, the the last thing with Satterfield, it's also good to think like that guy sat in a room and devised a game plan against Clemson and beat them
1: offensively.
0: Like, 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 I mean, and
1: have we beaten a Clemson around here in a long time, or or even like good enough for me right this point, tennessee
0: you know? beat alabama and he hung 63 on tennessee so yeah i, I give him some credit yeah. i'll give him some credit there R- to wrap it up uh but a handful of things to hammer through here there's been some guys that have left that i want to talk about trey palmer we expected that you know huge loss but expected ernest hausman we talked about that a little bit that one there are certain ones that like they really get you in your ribs yeah. and you're like, ah, that one hurt a little bit. Can't believe the kid from Columbus, right? Yeah. Kid from Columbus left. I mean, I maybe you can understand when it's when you know your coach leaves and Michigan's calling and you have to start over with a new coach and you can do it at Michigan or at Nebraska. Yeah. But that one, that one hurts because man, he by the end of the year, he was coming on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's but you know, that's 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 the give and take in this in this uh, situation. When you make those changes,
0: yes, you know, Stuff like that's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just even even for a guy that you didn't anticipate, like an Ernest Hausman. I would have thought Hausman, you know, like I would have put Hausman in the Henrich, like a guy that no way in their league. And yeah, surprise,
1: I would have thought he he would you know be a Nebraska kid, but you know, like I said, they 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 got rid of his his coaches and.
0: You know, it's it's underestimated. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, the arguably the biggest one is Garrett Nelson.
1: That that's that's a hard one because it's like he's already played four full years. Like he's he should be out. He shouldn't be coming back, right? But he's such a tweener of like, is he an NFL guy or is he not? I don't know. That like you go, man. You you could come here and almost make more money guaranteed than you could
0: guaranteed making a team you You also wonder and i don't know how you you had been by the time you were a senior like by the time you're the 07 season wrapped up not only had you exhausted all of your eligibility you had been through a lot yeah a lot yep multiple coordinators multiple head coaches turmoil the, you know, the, you had some great moments as a program, some problems. like you had been through a lot. Yeah, Garrett's been through a lot. Yeah, they probably at that point where you're like, I'm ready to go. Sign with an agent. Go to Arizona. Train for the combine, and like move on with the next phase of my football life.
1: Yeah, and I wonder if he's talking to, you know, people, agents, things you know that are giving him like, Hey, it sounds like you got a chance to get drafted by right. a team. And for him, that might be enough. That might right. be enough. Be, like, he just needed to be like, here's where they're ranking you right now. Here's where it sounds like you're a sixth round pick or a fifth round pick. And for him, it's like, that might be enough.
0: And do you think he's there's Certain guys that I don't know how much better film he can really put out there. Like if not to say he can't get better, he absolutely can get better. But I also don't know if there's just a ton for him to come back and gain on the field. Necessarily, you
1: only got so many good years. Like, that's he's a, beat there's that a body up. I think he's beat his body up pretty good, too. Where oh, he had the elbow thing and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, like, he he's a monster, but you know, it's like how many people make it more than three to five years in the pros? Like, so you know, you know what, like, and, and that lead minimum is you know, I think it's upwards of like half a million to right. Like I don't know what thousand. it is now. I, it shit. used to be
0: three, but that's the difference. 300 thing. something you now, know, it's like 700 something. Yeah, you, I mean. It, you only have there, there's a clock, yeah. To play with zero service will earn a minimum of 660,000. 660. So, yeah, it's around six hundred seventy. So, he's he probably do better than
1: the pros than he could in college, yeah.
0: But he, he, could make, he could make 250
1: to I mean, he could make a thousand. But, as but, in so,
0: but your, to your point, though, it's like there's a clock that's the, that's the difference. It, like, there's a clock that all athletes have where father time is coming for everybody, not named Tom Brady or LeBron James. Like, at some point, your body's just like it's done. And so, I guess you didn't see it. Jason Peter sent off a series of tweets after Garrett Nelson to, uh, announced he was leaving. We always said that it was uh, it was Ty Robinson and Jason that were like buddies. Yeah, a, I, it might have been Garrett Nelson and him. Garrett- you have to read some of the tweets, it's yeah. a six-part wow. tweet said where to begin there were times over the past couple of years when this program was on the edge for whatever reason but always at the center of it making sure that everyone's focus on the task at hand and this week's opponent today's practice wherever it was this man stood In the middle of it, trying to make sure everyone's focus was where it needed to be, whatever was needed in order for us to stay afloat. Whenever I needed something done, a message relayed to a position group or the team, there was only one guy I went to. And I knew I demanded the attention of everyone of that team. I tell Nellie. He was born 20 years too late because he could have fit in right with our teams in the 90s. I would have loved seeing him standing next to me in the huddle. But unfortunately, for the program's sake, he came 20 years later because without these past few years would have been rough. He's coach, He's a coach's dream, hardest-working guy in the field, leader of the team, making an impact off the field. This goes up. Home. So, I mean, wow. wow. Though,
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, what you can't ask for more than a Garrett Nelson. You can't, like, no. he he's a maximizer. He He's right, he's energy and he's gonna, he's he's a beast. I mean, the guy's physically a beast, right. but he's, he gets everything out of himself he, and he plays his freaking butt off.
0: Yes, he plays. I thought he was good this time. I, I did really too. I thought he was a good player last couple of years. Like, I mean, could you, you knew Garrett, you were gonna get everything out of him. Yeah. And, you know, he was, he was always going to be about the right thing, think, thinking the right thing. So, like, but for JP to, JP's not an ass kisser. If anything, he's more prone to be like, you, can't yeah, you're not fucking good. good. That means it's respect. That's me. a lot of respect there yeah. from Jason. You know, Jason, Jason Garrett, when they had to, have, like, say how they felt to each other. <laughs> let's just put it to you this way. I don't want to smash your face. <laughs> I don't want to kiss your face. <laughs> I mean, that lightly kept you in the head.
1: I hate you! I hate I, to you! I want it! I think they just... They wrestled, they wrestle, okay. and it, when they were exhausted, <laughs> they knew that that was their way of saying goodbye.
2: I appreciate wrestled you. To exhaustion. that's
0: what I'm trying to say, man. No, uh, seeing you every day and working—no, man, you're ugly. You're get right. off me! You too, man. Okay, see you later. That's how guy. That's how Jason bombs people. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now we fight. Okay, but Garrett Lawson got. Uh, Garrett Nelson going. Uh Colton Feast. What? I'm confused with him. Is he? I think he's just like, I'm done. He's just going to go back to, where's he from? Like, I think he's UTAN, maybe. He's going back to UTAN and like. On the track. Just fill up people's gas and be like, yep. Yeah, you're looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's up people's gas. Fill up, told they fill me. Like, up, yeah, bro, bro. Yep, yep. Once upon a time. Yep, you guessed it.
1: Member twenty twenty two. Feist gas station. Welcome to Feist. Welcome to we get Colton's Feist Central. Feisty Feists. Feisty Feist. Feist
0: Lowest gas prices in the Utah <laughs> Ashland area. Did I play in Nebraska? Oh no, did I. I tell you stories. Um, but <laughs> so, he played the second most snaps of of any D linemen So big loss again, and then. Uh, Oshawn Mathis, Mathis got sacks. Uh, he is not coming back either. He was a huge disappointment this year. I mean, I thought we were going to get like Reggie White, JJ Watt. He was just okay. Was he was just okay, okay. But, but I mean, that's a Garrett Nelson, Colton Feast, Oshawn Mathis, Tanner's yeah. gone, I mean, Tanner's gone. Like, holy mold. Basically, it's Ty Robinson and and up 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 up, up. is the mic back. Are we back? Is back? I think it's back. He's good. Yeah. You can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I see it's coming up. You're good. Yep. Okay. So,
1: anyway, it's Ty it's Robinson. Ty Robinson. And then it's, you know, new guys, new guys for the backup roles. You have them step up, uh, you know, and it's going to be an interesting scene to who kind of fills in there. Right. Ooh, that that D. Oh,
0: man. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, we said, who's coming back? to so Casey Thompson. Uh, I think AJ Allen's coming back, which I think is I think that's big. Yeah. I liked him and and before he got hurt. Jamari Butler went into the portal, peeked in there. He, he went in, nope. Oh, uh, nope, nope, sorry. North Texas. He like all stepped right. it's like an elevator. He stepped out on the wrong floor and he was like,
1: damn it. It's like he was like, dude, I'm breaking up my girlfriend. There's this bar upstairs. He <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> It's like all oh, dogs. It it's all a, dogs. It he's, a, like, a, <laughs> <laughs> he's like then back then he's like, you know, I was just I was thinking about it, honey. He's like, we should give this another chance because... I went to the party, and that's when I realized, girl, yeah, you're the only girl for me. I just knew that we were meant to be or something.
0: <laughs> 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 okay, that's so stupid. Um, anyone else? I don't know if there's anyone notable that has been like, I'm staying, and they're like, thanks a lot, Daryl dropped yes, Pass. yeah. <laughs>
1: I decide to come back. It's like, you're on the team?
0: <laughs> I want some walk on that's never played to tweet, I'm back. I'm back. At this point, I want that. That's what I want. Just somebody that's never played. To yeah. I'm back. Great. I'm coming back. A um, couple other things, real quick, before we say goodbye. What vibe do you get from? fans on excitement level with rule and everything right now. Do you get like what's the sense you guys talk about that when you, you're out doing your stuff with striker and hospitals like I'd say I'd say it's fairly low right now. Like people aren't necessarily anti-rule, but I guess I don't sense that everywhere you go, any, everyone you talk to, they just want to talk about rule and this and that. I, I don't I don't sense
1: that. I think I, I told you I'm cautiously optimistic. Right. I think people are very cautiously optimistic. Right. Like, not just like, hey, it's going to be good. It's like they've been beat down these last five years so badly. You know what it is? They are just, they're just, they're just trying to like be like,
2: oh, okay.
0: You know what it is? And there is, this movie is fresh in my head because uh, Marvin the other day decided he wanted to wake up at like 4.45 and he was just up for the day. This is what I've been on like Christmas Eve or something like that. And I went downstairs and I turned on the TV and Jerry Maguire was on. Oh, are Nebraska fans the 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 women's the women's group? Yes, the, the, like that's pretty much like where they're all talking about how terrible men are. Yeah. And all, like that. Basically, and that and walk- Matt Row walks in. Like, right, I'm looking here? for my program, and we're like. <laughs> I'm looking for Nebraska football.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Are we Renee Zellweger? I think we would be Renee Zellweger.
0: Just shut, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. You had me at Nebraska football.
1: You had me at Nebraska football.
0: By the way, do you ever hear Simmons, Bill Simmons poked an enormous hole? in like, how did – so, uh who, have a Tuba Gooden Jr.'s character's name. I'm a at? Rod Tidwell, he, he makes an amazing play on Monday Night Football. Yeah. T. Cruz, that, that game's in Arizona. T. Cruz, he clearly goes to, does he run to the airport? Runs down a long hallway. <laughs> and I mean, if that's an airport and he flies, this women's meeting is taking place at like 2 in the morning. I suppose it's possible. I mean, he basically he was like, "I've averaged it out." When I mean, you look at the any flight from from Phoenix to LA, it's not landing until, you know, and he's got to get to. It's okay. basically that, that meeting. Those girls were meeting on Monday night at two in the morning.
1: Monday night football, West, West Coast. Coast time. So maybe
0: they played the game earlier. So it's so five. Let's say the game
1: kicked off at six. Six. That's probably uh, so. it Gets over at seven thirty. Cause he waited around to see Cuba, and then he went. Yeah, they gave each other. Yeah, like, so that means it's not over till nine ten. It's
0: a late. Now. Yeah, it's a big hole That's of the, the Imagine movies, though, You don't have to. Ah, I love that movie, by the way. It's just so good. Great if this if this is empty, this doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. I love uh, but no, Nebraska. They're they're the girls sitting around. Like I'm looking for Nebraska football. <laughs> I'm looking for Nebraska football. Ah, um, okay. A couple of things. Um. You know, I heard an ESPN guys say this on, on college football recruiting, uh, the recruiting signing day. Nebraska really needs something good to happen early. They're talking about like, what does Matt Rule need? He talked about that. It's something we've talked about it a, a lot of like, that just never happened under Frost. It just never, there was never like a big moment early that got it yeah. up. Here would be the options. I, I wrote down a couple of things that could happen early. Oh, I like this. Number one. Landing Dylan Raiola. I suppose that would count. It's not on the field, but like you land Dylan Raiola, that's potentially a type of deal. Okay. Yep. Starting two and O next year.
1: See, Nick, that's, here's why I like that. Here's why I like that. One, it's Minnesota, big 10 game. Yes. PJ Fleck. Yes. Midwest. Two. The next game, it's prime, and everybody's gonna be watching
0: this game. Gonna be, I bet big noon kickoffs there.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be prime versus Matt Rule, and sort of the it's gonna be the the battle of the new coaches, the right. new hot right. coaches, right? And if we take down prime, and it's the rival, I mean Colorado, that's yeah. a rival. Oh. I mean that was our rivalry. You growing up, that was yeah, yeah, that
0: was that was it. But so yeah,
1: basically the '90s and 2000s, it was it was Nebraska, Colorado, Colorado,
0: and. Whoa! That I'm so already getting kind of. I am too. I got oh, like right. I, like goosebumps. Like, like it was like Amazon. I'm, like, I'm gonna order some goosebumps. Like, wrong <laughs> all right,
1: <sighs> we have to talk about Amazon sometime soon because uh, we had a great conversation <laughs> other day.
0: Okay, we're all right. But, but no, you're. I mean, you beat you beat PJ Fleck in a Big Ten team, and then you go beat a rival coach Prime. A huge moment. You start two and zero. That is some good happening early, and let's get crazy for a second. Yeah. You do that, you got a shot to start four and zero, and then Michigan's coming to town. <laughs> Look at us uh, already. Right let's. I'd uh, say let's not get past the two no I like that. Let's not talk. You don't want to talk
1: Michigan. Northern Illinois and Louisiana Tech because then if you beat, if you, no, beat, I can talk four and o. I can't talk Michigan. I no, can't no, no, talk no. I'm Michigan. saying, I'm yeah. saying, but like I can talk four and zero. If I can talk, I'm, the reality is, if you start two and zero, you got a great chance to start four and zero. That th- those first two are going to be tough, though.
0: Oh, like, gonna tough. So, PJ Flex to be like. I got a, I got something for your ass. Yeah, and it's called a handoff. <laughs> but so, uh, by the way, kind of lame. Matt Rule home opener is until September 16th. Oh, I mean, how lame is that? Oh, we're at Minnesota. At Ooh. Minnesota. At Colorado. I mean, That's,
1: who's doing our schedule? I don't know. I swear, the Big Ten has just been like,
0: they <sighs> just said, you know, who we should just always give the worst schedule. Screw goofy? Nebraska. Yeah, there's no. This is I, screw Nebraska. My God. Um, but yeah, I that'd be pretty good. I mean, yeah, I'm already getting excited. You getting yeah. excited about that? Okay, I got. That's all I got for that's that was that was all I got for now. I mean, you got any college football playoff prediction? You want to make Ohio State Georgia? You go. You think Georgia? If there's a team that's got a chance, like there's a non-negotiable level of like dudes you got to have if you want to like beat and play beat, with Georgia. Yeah, to beat Georgia. And Ohio State's one of like two to three teams. In the country that's going to have the dudes to do it, does Michigan
1: have the dudes? I don't think so. I don't think Michigan. After playing them, I'm like they're good. I was
0: very. I thought they were better last year. I do too. And they, they got rocked last year. I but Ohio State. I mean, like I think Ohio State has a better chance than Michigan for some. Reason. I do too. That's what I, I'm not so sure. The winner of that game isn't your national champ. Yeah, even though Michigan beat Ohio State, TCU, I'm not sure what to make of them. Um,
1: uh, the watching Kansas State in a lot of ways outplay them. I, I just feel like I feel like TCU TCU is going to get spanked, and I think, I think, I think, think Georgia is going to spank, spank them. I don't gonna know they're going to spank it's them. I it's think they're going to be a they're, homey, they're old, homey be clown, clown situation. Yeah, I think they're going to be okay uh, because they're confident as
0: hell. Right oh now, my so, god! I mean, it's back to back titles for them. They're, they got this, got them, dude. They're man. just they. I mean, did they even really, I, shame on me. Did they even really get touched this year? I don't like, know. did they have a game that was, I'm not sure if they, I mean, they, I'm sure they yeah, and they, you know, they beat Kentucky 16 to six, Tennessee 27 13, you know, so there was yeah. a, there were a few games, I suppose, that were like a little tight, but for the most part, no. So, okay. There you go. Uh, I love that we talk Jerry Maguire. That makes me happy. Should we uh
1: <laughs> should we should we show him the money on the way out here?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 what
1: do we what do we close with? What are we close
0: with? <laughs> Are we yelling? Show me them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or should we say or should we just tell him? you
0: them have me that? at hello?
1: You had me at Nebraska. You had me at Nebraska
0: football. You had me at Nebraska football. football. A Heard at Sports Network production.